When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Monday, October the 3rd, 2022. What's going on? Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. Got a lot to get into as we kick off this week. I see Gene Lott, Justin Langford, M. Colt Outdoors, Let There Be Slam, Stephen Boardwell, Travi, Todd Smith, What's going on? Appreciate you all tuning in. Also, all those in the Big Cock Club Discord. Head over to the TDC Questions channel. The TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. We have got a lot to get into here on this Monday. Here on this Monday, lots to get into. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Um... Let's see. Travi, Tyler Knoll, Brian Mobley, Chase Floyd. What is up? What is up? Thank you all so much for the continued love and support. J.D. Holbrooks, J.D. Holbrooks, C. Youngblood. What's going on? Appreciate y'all. 843-790-3377. It's 843-790-3377. As always, we're taking your questions, comments, calls, and of course, as always, guys, the Daily Crow brought to you by our friends over at PrizePix. Go down to the PrizePix app, go to prizepix.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. And guys, you can play anything and everything from college football, any college sport for that matter, uh, MLB, NHL, NBA, uh, anything you can think of, guys. The the money that you can make on prize picks is endless. It's endless because uh, we got plenty of folks, plenty of listeners, plenty of fans at TSUS that are tuned in, uh, that are playing with prize picks and are winning a ton of money. They're breaking the bookie this football season, and you should as well. Go down the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com, like I said, and use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. And again, let's break the bookie this college football season. Uh, Brian Dean, again, appreciate you guys all tuning in. Hey, really, really excited podcast did drop this morning. The podcast dropped this morning. Let's see. Here we go. I'm just going to go ahead and hand over this. There we go. Anyway, Roy Gwynn, how do you feel about your prediction for this game now that it is here? Uh, Roy, I will let you know later in the week. I will let you know later in the week. Um, you know, obviously, my my prediction over the summer, I had South Carolina beating Kentucky. So, here we go. Young Savage, what's up, man? How are you? Good man, the weekend was amazing, but I gotta tell you this. I got I got a sympathy for you. Old Miss just beat Kentucky's ass, like for real, yo. The weekend was amazing. They got they got way hard. And I cannot wait for this weekend to see Kentucky again because I know they're gonna beat us like against us, but to be 
real honesty, Crib. I'm just excited for this morning, this moment. Yeah, man, I'm excited for the game too. It's a huge opportunity. It's argu- arguably the biggest week of the Shane Beamer era to this point. Yep, that's good. And to be clear, I just want everybody to be smooth and gentle as it is. Yeah, go ahead. And um, to, be, to be honest, to be honest, I know the game talks all getting everything in white order to have more energy and more um, positive energy for the game this weekend against um, Kentucky. So um, Kentucky has lost once again. So I'm just happy about it. So I know we're going to be lo- lo- I know we're going to be going to get lose against um, Kentucky. So it's going to be okay, but we're going to be fine because I know CB don't don't care about um way, but he's just focused on his career, focused on his life, and focused on his players and staff too. But I ain't gonna worry about it. But yeah, Marcus Alfield just just need to be focused on his focused on his, focused on too focused on team because I know Marcus just kind of lost, but I know he's just not doing nothing and it's got me it got me up got me up mad. Yeah, for sure. Young Savage, I appreciate the call, and you're right. It's a huge weekend for Marcus Satterfield. It's a huge weekend with this Gamecocks football team. And again, Young Savage, I appreciate you calling in. Guys, don't forget what I said last week, that uh, please do not take it personally. We have a lot of calls that call in on a daily basis, or a lot of calls that come in on a daily basis. So if I want to move from one call to another and and shift from one topic to another, I'm going to do so. Young Savage, appreciate the call. And again, this is a huge week for Shane Beamer and Gamecocks football um. Anyways, yeah, this is a huge week for Gamecocks football and Shane Beamer. And I would argue it's probably the biggest week of the Shane Beamer era. Uh, I would argue it's the biggest week of the Shane Beamer era when you talk about just what's on the line and this season and, and the phone lines here. To accept, press one. All right. Sounds like we got a spam call. Um. Anyways. Lady Bree, what's going on? See you in the chat. AJ Bowers, Brian Dean, Courtney Washington, what's up? Uh, Travis Schoen, again, if that was – I'm not sure who that was calling in. We, we had bad reception for you. So, if you want to call back in, you're more than welcome. We got Steven Garcia, guys, jumping on the airwaves at 12.15. We got Steven Garcia jumping on the airwaves at 12.15. So, we'd love to hear from you before then, about nine minutes or so. Uh, did not get Steven, obviously – Last week, due to the hurricane and everything else, so really excited to chat with him, get his full thoughts on, which I think it's actually kind of a positive. You know, we can kind of clump CLT and SC State together and look ahead of this game against Kentucky. Um, let's see. An exciting day on social media thus far, for sure. An exciting day in regards to Gamecocks. Nate sort of on edge right now. Here we go. Will, what's up, man? How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's up, man? Uh, so this weekend's not up for shut up, huh? This is uh I, I would I mean, say so, yeah. I, I would say yeah. this is a uh yeah, every you know, rubber meets the road this weekend, however you want to phrase it, yeah. This is Spencer's game. This is why we brought him here, man. Was to win games like this, games that we couldn't win before, you know. So I'm really anticipating to see how he plays in this kind of atmosphere on the road. Uh in a game like this where we have to have it, super excited, also nervous, because if we lose this game, 
Texas A&M's next. And even if they look bad, we haven't beat them yet since they joined the SEC. So you'd be looking at an 0-4 start, and you'd be counting at that point. So this game is beyond huge. You know what I mean? Like, and and anybody that isn't completely tuned in and hasn't watched all the games, I'm not super confident going into this game offensively because that SEC State game – Rattlers, those interceptions were not his fault. I will completely say that. I'm not going to say whose fault they were, but it was one individual guy. But it still didn't look super fluid, if that makes any sense. It didn't look like it was easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything still seemed like it was, like, you know, kind of hard to do. And I just want to put on a lot of the deep balls I see Spencer throw, it still seems like these guys are having to stop to get it, even if it does complete. It's not like a running throw. Um, do you think that's gonna? Do you think he make that turn, that that corner, or is this just what we're gonna see the rest of the year? I, I mean, he has to. He has to. Um, I, you know, I thought he played better. I thought he played better against SC State. But I mean, this, you know, I'm I'm so happy that we're actually playing a team, you know, will with a pulse because it's it's so it's so tough in these games against South Carolina State and Charlotte to really get a good gauge on on what you are. You know, you can't draw conclusions and. And every every success is is followed up with a yeah, but in regards to competition, and every failure is amplified because, you know, you you people just don't you know you shouldn't have failures against those type of teams. So I'm glad that you know we have a game against Kentucky now, that is our competition, that we should be able to after the game is over really you know because this will be the halfway point right. This is the halfway point, and you've had extra time to prepare so. Again, rubber meets the road, right? You kind of are who you are after this game against Kentucky. And I, I'm not saying, again, there's a lot of football to be played. And you'll have a bye week and you can get better. And, and uh, you know, we saw what happened last year with the late season surge. But, you know, we're just going to find out what you really are, you know, who you really are. Because this season, it, it, it's weird, man. I'm, I'm, I'm having a personal dilemma myself, an internal conflict, if you will. An internal conflict because we're exactly where I picked us to be record-wise but the feeling is just not even remotely what I expected it to be. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, and listen, Spencer Rattler's got to play well. I, I, I don't see a scenario, and some may disagree, I just I don't see a scenario in which you go to Lexington and Spencer Rattler plays average football and you win the game. I, I, I just don't think you're going to be able to lean on the running game 300 yards or anything like you did in SC State and Charlotte and – you know, you take those two games away, and I understand that's not how it works, right? I understand that's not how it works. But if you want to go in games against decent competition, you haven't even been able to eclipse 100 rushing yards in a game, right? So, yeah, I mean, I right. think Spencer Rattler's obviously got to make that turn. I said it all summer, man, that if Spencer Rattler's the guy, he doesn't lose to Kentucky. And is that putting too much on his plate? I don't think so. I mean, you, you want to play the most high-profile position in sport, it's going to come with the pressure. It just is. You know what I mean? You either want the pressure or you don't. So if Spencer Rattler's the guy that I think he is, he will go play well. Now, does Marcus Satterfield put him in a position to make plays and, and uh, you know, make big plays down the field? I, I don't know. That I can't answer. That I can't answer, right? We're asking, we're asking you know, a, a someone to do something they haven't done or haven't shown us they're going to do at this point. You know, we're asking, we're hoping for something that not happened historically to this point with, with, with Marcus Satterfield. So, I, you know, I, I look at Kentucky. I watch their game against Ole Miss. I think it's a very winnable game. Like, I think a quality football team will beat Kentucky. 
The question is, are we a quality mm-hmm. football team? I really don't know yet. Right. Yep. I compare this kind of uh, a kind of a basketball NBA analogy of when you're home, those bench guys can help you a lot. They usually play good at home, but on the road, you need your stars to shine. And I feel like similar in football. When you're on the road in a tough environment, you need your alpha guys to step up. And I feel like he, this is his game. If he shows out this game and we win, imagine how happy we're all going to be on Monday mm. when we're talking. It's going to be – we just beat a top 25 team. Spencer played great. You know what I mean? Like, it, it can really turn the whole season right here. Because we've, we've – when's the last time we put 50 up twice in a row against even terrible teams? I don't know if we've done that in a while, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, I know Back-to-back games of 50, that's – Yeah, it's uh, 1995 yeah. was the last time. 1995. Okay, so it's been a long time. Regardless of competition, we usually don't do that. So that is – you know, there's something there, but – yeah, this game is really – this is going to be the measuring stick. And and like I said, I feel like, man, if we lose this game, we're going to be in a tough spot to get bowl eligible. Mm. It's going to be – because, I mean, Missouri doesn't look like an easy game now, does it? You it know? does not. I mean, I mean and, and, yeah, I mean, it, it does not. And this was a tough weekend of football to watch. Um, yeah. This was a tough weekend of football to watch just simply from the standpoint of, you know, Georgia and Clemson continue to win. And, you know, I, I understand that college football is a week-to-week game, but that's watching Mizzou on their home field give Georgia hell. You know, it just makes me feel worse about what we did. And, and I, again, it's a week-to-week game. It can be fluky, but it's still mm-hmm. just like – it's still just like, man, like, you know, so. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's why this game is so big, man. We can all – we can all hold our head up high if we win this game for multiple reasons. And I'm just, you know, just hoping and holding my breath that that comes true, bro. I'll hop off the phone and let Roach King get on, brother. I'll holler at you later. Will, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the call. Really good stuff. Yeah, yeah man. Take care. Great stuff. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Monday. Let's see. Let's see. see Stephen Garcia should be joining us the next minute or so, guys. Again, I appreciate you all tuning in. Jacob E. says, unless his mindset changes, Satterfield has got to go either way. You won't win big with running more than throwing. We've got a text here on the next line. Let's get into this. Rattler still doesn't look comfortable back there. Coaching, is it players? Still not fluid enough for my liking. Going to be a tough one in Lexington. Maybe I got proven wrong or get proven wrong. We having played in a convincing fashion to say we even have a chance to win to me. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I don't blame anybody who feels uneasy going into this ballgame. I, I really don't. Um, let's see, Steven Garcia texting us. He said, when do you want me to jump on? Like, dude, whenever you're ready, my guy. Whenever you are ready. Let's see. Waiting on Stephen Gar. I'm really excited to get Stephen's comments and thoughts. Really excited to get his comments and thoughts because I know he was he was critical of Spencer Rattler. I thought Spencer Rattler played better in his last game. Shane Beamer actually pointed out, guys, they made Spencer Rattler the MVP 
of the SD State game just like I did. What do you know? Uh, got a text. Can't put all the game on Rattler. Receivers have to catch the ball and make plays also. Let's see. Alex says Kentucky's probably drooling at the mouth, ready to shut our swing passes down. Yeah, guys, again, podcast dropped this morning. Episode 710, right? Podcast did drop this morning. Um, and a lot of the conversation, you know, obviously it was a different, it was a different Monday show because um, it was a different Monday show because of no game over the weekend. And I'm also just at a crossroads. I'm conflicted, right? I feel conflicted. And by the way, Stephen Garcia just said, give us two minutes. So he will be jumping on here in the next minute or so. But I, I'm a bit conflicted because on one hand, <clears throat> we're exactly where I picked us to be at this point in the preseason over the summer. We're three and two. Yet I find myself and I'm like, why am I not more optimistic than I am right now? Why do I find myself in a, a little bit of a negative headspace when it comes to Gamecocks football instead of looking at the season as, hey, we can go win seven or eight. And I just think a lot of it does come back to the eye test. And when you look at this team and the way that we played, I mean, we talked all summer, the way you win and lose, right? So I guess I'm preaching to myself here. I guess I'm preaching a bit to myself. The way you win and lose matters. The statistics, to a degree, matter. Like, the way things are happening. So, I think, unfortunately, there wasn't a whole lot of anything you could have done in the last two weeks against Charlotte and SC State to make you feel better about this football team and the prospects of this season after watching the first three games. There just wasn't a whole lot that could have happened. Guys, I told you all after the SC State game, you couldn't have thrown it downfield enough for my liking. You you couldn't have. One swing pass was going to be too many, right? One swing pass was going to be too many. So I find myself now this week, I mean, this, this really is, as Will from Dirty Metal said, I mean, this is the put up or shut up week. This is, it may not be the most important game. But I can tell you this, if you don't beat Kentucky, we're going to have to have some very tough conversations next week. We're going to have to have a very honest, yet very tough convo on Monday's TDC. And I'm not trying to be overdramatic, I'm not trying to be over the top, but the way that many of you and the way that many Gamecock fans view this football program, it'll have to change if you can't beat Kentucky. It, if, if you lose eight out of nine, the way you view the program has to change. Again, I'm not trying to have that conversation yet because we very well may beat Kentucky. Again, I think Kentucky's a very winnable game. I don't think Kentucky is the 13th best team in the country. But the question is, 
what are we? What are we? You know, what are we? What are we? Uh, Nathan Moore says it's a lack of confidence in the offense. Uh, the offensive coaching, excuse me, lack of confidence in the quarterback due to slack of line play, no balance on the offense. And Nathan, again, to your point, it just goes to show, those comments go to show that nothing nothing that you did over the last two weeks helped. Nothing you did over the last two weeks changed anything, right? So, it's a huge week. Who better to help us break it down? Of course, it's Monday. We had, we didn't have him last Monday due to uh, Ian. We'll blame Ian. Excited to get him back, though. Our good friend, Stephen Garcia, the Roach King. What's up, Roach? How you doing, man? Good, man. What's going on? What's going on? Not much, dude. Just hanging out. First things first, man. Uh, how are you, the fam? How was the the hurricane? Obviously, dealing with that. I know you're probably like, you're you're probably you're a veteran in the game. Obviously, at this point, living in Tampa, being a Florida resident. But uh, yeah, bro, how, how's everything going? Everything okay? I know Florida, some parts at least, got hit pretty damn hard. So uh, yeah, how, how's everything going? We uh, we dodged a bullet here in Tampa, um, Fort Myers. I got a couple of kids that I trained down there in Fort Myers. Um, that area just got absolutely freaking smoked. Um, yeah, you know, it's pretty unfortunate. I'm still talking to a couple of parents, and they're you know still without power. So, um, it's it's a pretty pretty shitty deal they got over there. Um, like I said, we're very fortunate. I, you know, I, my fence um, fell over a little fraction of it, but the uh, it's the neighbor's fence, so he already fixed it. Um, but yeah, other than that, just picking up a bunch of you know debris and stuff, a couple smaller um, logs and stuff. It actually kind of threw up my back a little bit, man. Picking up some damn big ass pine tree uh, logs and just kind of hurts a little bit. Well, it's great to hear from you, man. Glad you guys are safe. Uh, obviously, prayers to those in the state of Florida and even South Carolina all across that uh, have having to deal with the uh, the effects For of sure. Hurricane Ian. But glad you guys are doing well. I'm really excited to chat with you, Stephen. Let's go ahead and dive into it, obviously. I, I'm actually kind of, you know, obviously missed you last week, but I think it works out well that we're kind of able to clump Charlotte and SC State together because I kind of feel like they're sort of one in the same. Two games that you were big favorites in, you expected to win, and it was all about you not necessarily about your opponent in regards to working on things and trying to nitpick and find things out about this football team. Um, we'll start with Spencer Rattler. You know, Shane Beamer said last night on his on his weekly teleconference call, whatever, that they made Spencer Rattler the game MVP for the game. Um, and you saw them push it down the field a little bit more against SC State. And you look at his numbers, you know, he had the two interceptions, but you know, you could say the first one, maybe it's underthrown, but both passes hit the wide receiver's hands. You don't necessarily put those all on him, but just talk about what you've seen from the last two weeks. The thing that I've been keeping an eye on, Stephen, because you brought it up, was just how comfortable he's been in the pocket. And I know it's easy to be comfortable against teams like Charlotte and SC State, no disrespect, but defensive lines that your O-line should be able to have a lot of success against. I thought you saw that against State. I mean, to me, he looked very composed, very poised. You didn't see kind of those happy feet that we saw the first three weeks. But just kind of give a, a, an analysis of his play, what you've seen of late from Spencer, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. Um, I think you hit it right on the, the nail on the head. Yeah, he's been – I thought he's played very well the last two weeks. Um, and especially this last week against South Carolina State, I mean, just, you know, getting the ball downfield, that's kind of what I've been looking to see, you know, this entire year, um, really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was, you know, a very well-executed game by him. You know, like you said, the interceptions, that's that's part of the game, man. You're going to throw picks. That's just part of the deal. Um but like you said, man, just seeing him stay back there and not get happy feet was, I think, the, the biggest improvement so far. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And again, when you have that time, again, you look at South Carolina State. I mean, when he sets his feet, he delivers a beautiful football. I know you'd agree. And obviously, the arm talent, you're able to see it. Uh, getting the ball downfield to guys like, you know, Jaheim Bell and Antoine Well, different guys, playmakers. Jalen Brooks, obviously, been a big guy for you. And, uh, you know, making big plays, obviously. And you look at the last two games. Um, I, I won't spend a lot of time on them, Stephen, because there's really just not a lot you can pull from it. And, and they're two games you're supposed to win. Kind of right. the tricky things with those games is it's like, for South Carolina, it's it's you can't win by enough to satisfy a starving fan base, and any mistake you make is amplified because you feel like well you shouldn't be making a mistake against those guys. Like it's it's kind of a tough deal when you're playing those small teams. But did anything? Let me ask you this: How much do you feel like those two wins can help this football team out? Maybe even not from a you know you're going to see a different level of competition this weekend, but just from a confidence standpoint because. I was talking to somebody last week, and they just made the point that, you know, in a in this combat sport of football, anytime you're able to go out and take the man in front of you and move him around and do different things, it doesn't really matter who the opponent is. That boosts your confidence up to a level that you can carry forward moving throughout the season. Yeah, no, you're 100% right again. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a confidence thing. I mean, you look at uh... – you look at Georgia, you know, being on the sideline and looking at that game and just seeing how much confidence and swagger they had playing against us. I mean, it's it, it you got to have that. That's 90 percent of the game is is just having that confidence, knowing that you're going to whip somebody's ass. So I think uh, getting a chance to especially I, I really think it was starting the second half against the, the game in Charlotte um, against Charlotte. Rather, I think that's when you really started seeing the offensive line kind of impose their will and you know, just kind of get that confidence. And that's that's what we got to have, especially going into this week against, uh, you know, a Kentucky team that's pretty pissed off after after last weekend. Yeah, I, I see the comments, Steve, and everybody wants me to ask you about playing in Lexington. Obviously, that there are a few that know as well as you do about the challenges of going up there. 2008, I remember specifically you came in. That was the uh, the Wesley Saunders trick yeah. play game, right? We I know I've talked to Wesley about that, and I think you about that as well. We can dive back into that here in a second. But uh, I think Captain Munnerlyn had a scoop and score in that one yeah. or something like that, a block kick, I think it was. And But that was a tough game. That was a tough win. And obviously 2010 is the one that I feel like you probably get asked about that almost as much as the Alabama game where it's the week after. You guys are up, I think, 21-3 to three or something, and, and they come back, and the rest is history. So just talk about the challenges of playing in Lexington because I think, Stephen, when you think of really tough SEC venues – I, I don't know that Kroger Field is one that really comes to the top of your mind, but it is a place that, for whatever reason, it's crazy. I mean, way before you, Stephen, and you look at the history of Gamecocks football, even when we were beating Kentucky on a yearly basis, if you look at the history, if you look at the series at Kentucky, those games are always close. I oh. mean, it just, it just seems like they're always close, and Kentucky's always playing us tight. Is there anything specifically that makes that a tough place to play, or do you think Kentucky just – just it just it's just by happen chance they just play South Carolina tough at home. I, I think it's it's the latter part of that uh, question. Um, it's not a hard place to play in. Uh, I would say you know Vanderbilt's probably the other easier one to play in. Um, I remember back in 2010 when we were beating their ass. Uh, I mean at halftime you could hear the frick a, a, a pin drop. I mean nobody was on their feet, nobody was saying anything, and then all of a sudden they introduced their basketball team, um, and the place went freaking ape shit. And you know obviously the rest is history. Um, especially when Lattimore got hurt, you know, it's coach where he kind of forgot what the hell to call uh, play wise um, once Lattimore got out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, that was, that was actually a terrible, uh, terrible week, man. I, my mom is from Kentucky from Louisville and I'm a Kentucky basketball fan. So I'm wearing my Kentucky hat, you know, the whole week. Um, and I got a lot of shit from a lot of people uh, <laughs> in Columbia that week. Um, 
And then especially afterwards when we lost, they're like, oh, you threw the game. I was like, man, I don't give a shit about Kentucky football. <laughs> like, it's, I didn't lose the game, like, on purpose. What are you talking about? But, yeah, it's uh, they, for some reason, man, it, they always do play us tough. And, you know, I hope that uh, we can kind of – we need to – speaking of being pissed off like Kentucky is after the old Miss game, I think we better be pissed off and go out there with and, and start strong, start quick. Yeah. Have you been able to watch a lot of Kentucky football this season? Did you did you catch some of the Kentucky Ole Miss game? Or I mean, have you seen anything? Uh, yeah, I watched. I watched a little bit uh, their game against Florida, um, and then I watched a little bit of uh, the Ole Miss game, especially towards the end. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. They're not as good as everybody, you know. Kind of preseason, all the hype and all that stuff. And you know, I actually like their quarterback, uh, Levis, 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 however you pronounce yeah. his name. Um, I actually like him. I think he's a good player. Uh, but I think they're just severely overhyped right now. Thoughts on Levis eating bananas with the peel on? Is that a what? I, yeah, you didn't know that. No, Le, Levis. So two things he does: he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. That's one. I thing. heard. I knew. Yeah. yeah. The other thing he will. There's a video of him doing it on on Twitter, I think, or whatever. But he'll eat the banana with the peel on, just like just eat it, just just straight up eat the banana, and like swallow the the peel. Yes, yes. Just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a. I'll send you the video. I mean, the video is literally online. Like. Him just like eating the banana. I gotta see that. That's he's kind of a weird guy. He's kind of a weird. That guy. is wild. Yeah, man, it, man, coffee is a weird deal for sure. Um, oh I yeah. I, I don't think I'll try that. Um, I'm not sure I'll. I want to try eating the banana peel either. That's yeah. That's odd. Yeah, weird dude. And, and then by some, I, you know, he's projected as a you know a top pick. Some have said he's the number one pick, which I think might be a little over aggressive. It, it is interesting when you look at Kentucky because they're. They're ranked 13th right now after losing to Ole Miss. And, and I thought it was really telling they were a top 10 team. You know, and they kind of reminded me, Garcia, a little throwback here. They kind of reminded me of that 09 Ole Miss team being ranked number four. And, yeah. you know, obviously taking nothing away from us. But you, everybody kind of felt like, are they really number four? And I looked at Kentucky going into Ole Miss. I was like, are they really number seven? And then you saw Ole Miss was favored. And you're like, is the seventh ranked team going to be an underdog to Ole Miss on the road? Either way, though. They dropped that game. Now they sit at 13th. I think they're still overrated. But you look at this series. Kentucky's won seven of the last eight, Stephen, which is just something I, I never oh, thought shit. I would. Yeah, never thought I would utter um, when it comes to this series, if you will. It, it all starts at the point of attack. It all starts at the line of scrimmage. Because I'm going to get back to Spencer Rattler. But if you look at the last, the, the last eight years, last decade or so, uh, you know, Mark Stoops, and you look at the way they've recruited, too. They haven't out-recruited South Carolina. But you got to give Mark Stoops credit, right? Because he's come in, developed a culture, developed a certain type of way they play, the Kentucky way of football. And they they get guys in there that buy into it, believe it. And, you know, they're they're very, very physical at the point of attack. And, and that's where they've been able to win the battle against South Carolina. And, again, you look at this Gamecocks team, and I think what the hope is, obviously, these last two weeks, we're able to build some sort of confidence up front. Right. Because I just don't see a scenario in which you're going to win this football game if you get whipped at the line of scrimmage again. I know that's probably stating the obvious because that's the entire game, but it's just been so amplified in this series with South Carolina and Kentucky. No, you're 100% right. 100% right. Um, yeah, it's. I, I think we definitely got our work cut out for us uh, going in there to Lexington. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, hopefully this, these last two weeks we've kind of improved our confidence. I mean, by all means, it looks like it uh, the last two games. Uh, but like you said, playing against an SEC team on the road, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. Um, you got you got to come with your A game and start quick. Uh, I did not realize that we've lost seven out of the last eight. That's that's pretty shitty. Yeah, 2019 was the lone win, but since uh, 2014, Kentucky's won every game except 2019. So 
I mean, it's been, a, it's been a long time. I mean, it's just been crazy. It's been crazy. And then you look, uh, yeah, 2010. Uh, I mean, 2011 was the the lone blowout, which obviously that was the week after you, you departed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't know that. But Kentucky used to be awful. I mean, they used to be terrible. And now, you know, they've won four straight bowl games. I mean, they've done a heck of a job. You really got to yeah. tip your cap and give them credit. And I know Gamecock fans, it's so funny, Stephen. That's Kentucky fans get so pissed because our fan base refuses to give them any credit. Like oh. we, our fan base still views Kentucky as Vanderbilt. We still yeah. throw them in that bucket, and it's like they are far from that. I mean, they're getting picked to finish second in the East. They won four straight bowl games. They won what nine games or maybe ten, whatever it was last year. They're a quality football program, and the only way to change that narrative, the only way to change it, you got to go win. You got to go got win. It. Bottom line, you got to go beat them. That's it. Yep. Yep. So, and I, and I think what's so interesting about this game, Stephen, we talk about Spencer Rattler. Obviously, we spend a lot of time talking about quarterback play because of your history at Carolina and everything else. But I, I just think for Spencer Rattler, this is a massive game. I, I mean, oh, for sure. if you want to give credit to the Georgia defense and the start of the year and this, that, whatever, and then you want to write off Charlotte and SC State as they're, they're just cupcake. But, like, this is the game where not just for him, but the entire football team, but especially for seven – Rubber meets the road. And I, and I know because yep. I've seen your commentary, Stephen, on social media that, uh, you know, I, I think what's interesting because you understand the pressures and, and you've played the position. I'm sure there's a part of you that's like, man, like people wanted to people wanted to tear me down left and right on a week to week basis when things didn't go well and we weren't scoring points. And, you know, th there's a lot of that blame is being directed at Marcus Satterfield, not at seven. And, and so I've seen you say, like, why are we not putting more on the quarterback? Why are we giving him a pass? It's like, y'all didn't I, give me a pass. Like, <laughs> y'all didn't take it easy on me. So, this it, is a huge game for Rattler, man. It just bottom uh, line, it is. A hundred percent. And it, it is it is baffling, but whatever. That's that's the world we live in these days. Um, but, no, you, you're a hundred percent right, man. Like, he's he's got he's to kind of show his, his value here, you know, with all the NIL stuff and, you know, bringing him from Oklahoma. Like, he's got to prove his worth uh, this game. I mean, this is – I feel like this is going to make or break, you know, not only him, but I think the, the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, Steven, I feel like people were more quick to blame you than they were Steve Spurrier, believe it or not. I don't know. I, I, that's just, this is yeah. how it works. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I give myself any, uh, any favors by, yeah. you know, off the field, but, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Um, yeah, anyway, it, it's a huge game for seven. I, I know you commented, Stephen, by the way, in the post we had that, you know, obviously over the weekend, Gamecocks play Thursday. I'm just kind of trying to keep the conversation going and asking folks their hottest take, their most scorching hot take to, to this point in the season. And, I, and you actually replied and said, ask me on Monday. So, do, do you have a any sort of scorching hot take or anything that stood out to you that maybe you would deem as a hot take at this point? To be completely honest, man, uh... I don't really remember what I was going for. I'm going okay. at, at that time. It was um, we were having a little bit of a hurricane party, so you know. <laughs> I, I was one. I was wondering if that might have been the case. Either way, though. Either way, <laughs> I, I'll I'll ask you about mine, Stephen, and, and I want to put the disclaimer out first. I am in no way calling for any sort of quarterback change. I, I mean, I'd be kind of silly to be doing so. Um. But I tell you what, man, and listen, I'm just some dumb dude with a podcast, right, with a microphone, whatever. But when I watch our offense and it feels like it's just a lot of dink and dunk and it's a lot of safe swing pass type deals and, 
you know, Marcus Satterfield's made the point he wants to be in 12, 13 personnel, run for 270 and all. Like, could I argue that Luke Doty is actually a better fit for what he wants to do? Like, if he's looking for a guy to dump off the football and be dynamic in the run game, I could argue that maybe Luke Doty's actually a better fit. It's like, is that crazy to say? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that's crazy at all. Um, yeah, I mean, that's you just, the, what, what do they say? The most famous person on the team is the second string quarterback. Isn't right, that right, 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 right. So, you know, it's the grass is not always greener on the other side. Right. Um, you know, I think, I think this game is just going to kind of be the, the, the tell all. And yeah. if we get our asses handed to us, I think some heads are going to roll. Um, both in the coaching realm and as well as uh, the the personnel, so yeah. uh, we we <laughs> we got to get our shit together in a hurry. Yeah, and I mean, I know you'd agree. There's no excuse because you've also had the extra time to prepare. I mean, moving that SC State game up was was uh, I mean, an incredible move by South Carolina. It was just an incredible move. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just having the extra time, and so there really will be. Does it, Stephen? Does it bother you the slow start, man? I, I just. You know, I've had people tell me, well, we're a second-half team. It's okay. But I'm like, why do we start so That's, slow? It's it's the worst, man. It's the – like, are we trying to put people to sleep and, like, come back and creep on? Like, I, I don't understand it. it. My son's JV team does the same shit, man. It's, it drives me absolutely insane. It's like, why are we throwing swing pass? Why are we throwing these little – why, why aren't we throwing vertical? They're playing cover three. Like, let's throw the seam out. Like, let's curl flat, simple reads. Let's, let's just get this thing going. And – I don't say anything because I don't want to be the, the crazy quarterback dad. So it's kind of like just shut the hell up and let him go. But yeah, man, the slow starts, it's just, it's, it's a whole, it's a game of momentum. If you start fast, you're going to continue that momentum until something, you know, a turnover happens or something else and you lose the momentum, but you don't want to start slow and just try to creep up. You, that's not, at least that's my, my point of view. Yeah. I mean, it just, again, I feel like when you fall behind to high quality football teams, they're as good as, you know, they're going to put their foot on their, your throat and they're not going to let you come back. I mean, it's just like, you know, they're not going to allow that to happen. That's the position you want to be in when you're the opponent. Like, we want to be in the lead. Um, I mean, look at Georgia this past weekend. They they started slow and they continue starting slow. I mean, give credit to Missouri. I mean, they, they came out with their hair on fire. But, yeah, I mean, it is Georgia today. They ended up making that comeback. But, yeah, you don't you don't want to – you don't want to feel that pressure, you know, it, it, yeah. especially being the number one ranked team. You want to – you, you got to put your, your foot on their throat and keep it on there. Yeah. I, I tell you on a side note, Stephen, a lot of folks are going to watch that game and write off Georgia. They're not as good. I tell you what, though, I think that's a game that great football teams find a way to win. I just, you know, what, sure. on the road in the SEC at night, you don't play well and you still win. You know what I mean? Like most others outside of Georgia would have lost. So I, I, I still think Georgia is elite. That's just kind of on a side note, though. Um, Again, I know you haven't watched a ton of Kentucky, but I, I'll ask you again, the last two weeks, the last week and a half, whatever, the last two games, you see how this offense has operated. And, you know, it's funny, Steven. I don't feel like we can throw the ball downfield enough to satisfy the fan base, but I'll tell you what probably the brightest spot of all that has come in the last two weeks, Marshawn Lloyd and the way he's run the ball. And I think he's really shown you, hey, he's healthy, he's dynamic. Um, what do you see from him? And I, I guess when you look at this game against Kentucky – do you have any how, – how would you attack them? I mean, I, I still feel like our playmakers need to touch the ball more. I mean, I, you know, I get what Coach Beamer's saying in the sense of, like, week to week, this guy might have seven touches this week and then zero the next. But at the same time, I'm like, there are specific guys. I feel like it's now known, like, Marshawn Lloyd needs to touch the ball a lot. Jaheim Bell needs to get it. Antoine Wells needs to get like there are dudes that we know now need to get it. How would you attack Kentucky? And I just love to hear your thoughts again on Marshawn Lloyd 
Um, you know, needs to do it against quality competition, but I think you definitely see the potential there that he, he's got it. Yeah, no, for sure. He, uh, he runs pissed off and that's you as a, as a, as a fan, so to speak. I mean, that's what you want to see a running back. You want to run, you want to see him run pissed off, angry at the world and just trying to knock the shit out of somebody. That's, mm. that's how, that's kind of the, what I, what I've seen him, um, you know, throughout this, uh, the last couple of weeks, but you know, again, it's not against an SEC, you know, front seven. So we got to kind of see what he's going to do in this week. Um, and, Kentucky's got some players on defense, man. I mean, they they're 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 playing well um, as a, as an entire unit. But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't remember Coach Burger ever saying like, "Hey, uh, Alshon, you, you I don't think you're going to touch the ball this game. Uh, you know, you might get like one or two catches." It's like, no, find out where the hell number one is on the field and try to get him the ball as often as you can. So, like you're saying to your point, like we we got to find a way to get the the ball into those playmakers' hands and hopefully down the damn field, not just you know little swing routes yeah big, big game for the receiving core too steven because I, I tell you i had there weren't few but i had one guy specifically kind of going back and forth with me about well you know this this play to the receiver that rattler threw it was it was a little bit all you know a little bit high and off the money and that's why I went. and i'm like dude i will never forget steve spurrier used to complain that we weren't making enough 50 50 catches not not just like the catches you should but 50 50 catches and now we really got people trying to say well, it wasn't a perfectly thrown – like, bro, catch the ball. Like, it hit both your hands. Right. Like, Steve Spurrier was bitching that we're not making more diving catches. You know I mean? Like, like, it, it, like, it, that's, how we, that's how we are as a society, man. Everybody just doesn't want to hurt anybody's <laughs> feelings. No one wants to be offended. It's, it drives me absolutely ape shit. Yeah. I can't stand it. But, I mean, that's just – unfortunately, that's the world we live in these days. But, yeah, I mean, that's – you see guys – I mean, what was it? The, the guy from Liberty making that one-hand catch, like – Filthy. Like, Filthy. Like, yeah, that was you got, you got to make catches. That's just you got to do it. You, if that's that's your job, that is literally your job. You are there to catch the football. You got to be able to do it. Yeah. Steven, before I get you out of here, I won't make you relive the 2010 Kentucky game, but the 08 one again, that was a really fun game. That was an interesting game. Um, the trick play you had to Wes Saunders. And did you you started that one? Or did, did you start no. that one? No, you came in no. relief of that one. Okay, you did. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. So Smelly started. started. Yep. And yeah. then uh, I was actually sick that entire week. So I, I don't, I think I practiced like on Thursday. I did like an actual practice and, you know, Friday was the walkthrough um, type practice. But yeah, I mean, I, I've, I had like the flu. I felt like absolute shit. So I don't, I don't even know what our, um, what our game plan was. Like, I, I don't remember any of it. Um, so Coach Spurge is like, all right, man, go, go ahead. This, just, <laughs> we're going to call the plays and see what you do. So, yeah, and, you, and you were the young buck at that point, too. I mean, you, you were, you were a youngster and came in, and I think 24 to 17, I think, was the final. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was a hell of a win when you look back on it. That was fun times, fun times yeah. for sure. What, what was the trick play to Wes Saunders again? It was like a, you guys snuck the tight end out, but it was like a weird looking. So he, he lined up as a tackle. Because obviously he's a, he was a, was a big son bitch, so he lined up as a tackle, and there's nobody over top of him, and we just you know did a little, little jump pass to him. Yeah, and that, that's one of those. I guess you have to check him in as like an eligible wide receiver, obviously, and or whatever. I, I'm not I'm not sure how how we did that to be honest with you. I just remember we switched, we did like an off balance um, lineup, and then he was he was literally playing tackle. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know I'm, the rule. I'm gonna ask you a silly question because I know you know the answer, but do you remember the name of the play? No. No, you know, I I feel like Wes Saunders does then, because somebody told me. I think Wes he, remembers. I, he may. I don't. I don't remember. I was as we're that's, talking about. That's surprising to me. I, I'll be honest. That's surprising to me. You don't remember the name. I want. It was. It might have been something like Why Hide or something like that. I don't. I can't remember. I, I hmm, okay. 
I, I'm gonna have to ask Wes because I've had him when we had him on. He talked about that, and I feel like he said the name of the play. I could be wrong. I could be. Making he would. He would definitely remember. I. I, <clears throat> yeah. I can't. We ran you, that play. You, right. Right. <laughs> that that was one of his moments of glory. So yeah, I'm sure he remembers the play. Um, for sure. Well, Steven, this was a lot of fun, man. I, yep. I, I missed you last week. We all did, and I appreciate you taking the time. And and obviously, again, man, it's a. Uh, I tell you, it's just it's it's just year two of Shane Beamer, but boy, this is a big one. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. This is a big yeah. one, and I and I've said it before. I'll say it again. This fan base and Gamecocks as a gen, as a whole can can live with a lot, but losing to Kentucky is tough. To that's a tough. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm reading all the comments, and they're like, I'm not tipping my hat to Kentucky. To hell with Kentucky. Right, like. right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. That's a, dude. You look at the last seven that we've lost. I don't think anybody would look at any of those games and say. No, you know, Kentucky was just really good. We, we, you know, we were expected to lose. Right. You know, nobody would say, I picked Kentucky to beat Carolina last year. And I mean, people wanted me exiled from the fan base for it. And then they <laughs> ended up winning. So, I mean, it's just it's right. like, well, I mean, whatever. So, um, we'll see what happens. Should be a lot of fun. I know we'll have a lot to talk about on Monday. By the way, Steven, in case you didn't know this, I'll actually be at a wedding Saturday. So, I'll, I'll be one of those guys trying to keep up with the game. Who who does the fall weddings? Like is that well? Like, it's it's my sister, unfortunately. So if if it was anyone else, yeah, I'm not going. I mean, it's just flat out. Uh, yeah. But it's family. My mom would literally disown me if I didn't go. And uh, yeah, no, you got yeah. Go. It's unfortunate. She's a Gamecock grad, but her uh, her uh, about to be husband is a Clemson grad. So, but you got two minds there that that know about football and right. You had you could have just done one more week, one more week, and you had the bye week, but. Yeah, well, it is what it is. I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It, it'll be it'll be a fun adventure either way. Steven, appreciate you taking the time, man. Always a pleasure. Look forward to doing it again next week. Yes, sir, man. Absolutely, man. See y'all. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Great stuff from Steven Garcia. Uh, really good insight. Really good insight. Again, I know we'll have a ton to discuss on next week's show. Looking forward to it again. We appreciate Steven. Glad he's doing well, by the way. Glad he's safe. Um, again, y'all continue to pray for the the folks down there in Florida. I know a lot of people. We're really affected by Hurricane Ian, so just, again, keep them in your thoughts. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break, but I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crush. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. Hey, the phone lines are open. Would love to hear from you all. Would love to hear from you all. Uh, really excited to chat with you guys here on this Monday. Appreciate Steven Garcia taking the time. Appreciate Steven Garcia taking the time, doing his thing today. Uh, really, really exciting stuff. And looking forward to this weekend's game against the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, let's see. Let's jump into your questions. Again, guys, phone lines are open. Would love to hear from you. I know there's a lot to discuss. Travi says, you know what Stoops is going to do? Run that ball, run some more, and run it again, again, again. Yeah, line, line of scrimmage is a point of emphasis. Line, line of scrimmage is the focus. Um, it, it, it's just, it, it's it's such an intriguing game, man, because I, I talk a lot about Spencer Rattler, and I will continue to do so. But, uh, you know, listen, they've whipped you up front. They've whipped you at the point of attack the last seven of the last eight when they've beaten you. And, uh, you know, the, the Gamecocks will have to at least be even with them on the line of scrimmage. You know, you look at last year, I don't know the exact numbers, but Kentucky outrushed you something like 240 to 50, something like that. Like, you're, you're not going to win if that happens. You're not. You're not going to win if that happens. So, 
conjunct the phone lines here. He's Hall of Famer. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm nice and safe. Thankfully, nice and safe. Good deal. That's, 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 that, that storm that came through, even though it really wasn't bad on my end, it was insane. At one point, I thought the roof was going to come off. The wind was blowing that hard. But I was like, I should be good. <laughs> but thankfully, the roof didn't come off. The tree by my room didn't fall over, fall on me. So obviously it didn't. I'm glad that didn't happen. But uh, anywho, um, like, and I want to say, I want to say this also. One of the things that I liked that that I saw Saturday uh, or Thursday, okay. And I said this a couple weeks ago, and I'll say it again, okay. Marshawn Lloyd has shown that if he has blocking, he is an absolute weapon that we need to take advantage of and use him in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Find ways to get him the football. Okay? Same with, like you said, before going to break with Bell and and all the other all the other players, right? We've got to figure out ways to move the football. Okay. And like you, I'm okay with doing the occasional swing pass, okay? But doing it five to six times in one game, uh uh-uh. That's several too many. Like you said, one is too many. I would only do a swing pass if the defense was set up a certain way. Okay, that's the only time you would ever see me call a swing pass. All right, and I think these next several weeks, especially this week, this is this is this is this is going to be put up or shut up for Satterfield. I mean, yeah this this week is undoubtedly Robbie put up or shut up for Satterfield, and, and I'll tell you this, Robbie, and this isn't. This isn't uh, – I'm just going to say it. You know, I, I know you call in a lot and you talk about with the man in front of you and you talk about things that are sort of intangibles about sheer will and this, that, whatever. And, 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 I, and I love you, brother, and I respect you. But it, it's, 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 it don't really mean jack shit this week, man. It's about execution. It's about your talent level. It's about right. coaching staff. I, nobody right. that plays on a weekend week out basis ain't given mm-hmm. 110%. Nobody that plays on a weekend week out basis don't want to win. You know, it, it, it's about executing and this staff putting this right. team in the best possible position and the players themselves going out and making plays. We're not going to beat Kentucky because we wanted it more. I can assure you Kentucky, after right. losing to Ole Miss oh, yeah, on the road and backs against the wall, they're going to give it their all. So us giving it our all right. is the minimum expectation. So I'm not trying to rain right. on your parade, my friend, but I know hey, – listen, and I respect it. I respect it. But the whole rah-rah shit, it, it, it don't mean really anything this week, man. It, it's about going out, executing, right. you know, playing your best football. I, I, I guess – and I guess that's what's concerning and discouraging for fans is that you can only right. go off of what you've seen on the field. And to right. this point, yes, the last two games – have been encouraging in the sense of 
the right. statistics and but against quality competition and I'm including Georgia State in this we have not run the football worth a damn and that, and that ain't hey that's not a want to issue that's not an effort issue right. that's not a pride issue that's a you're not good enough issue that's a the scheme's not good nothing's good enough the coaching's not good enough the talent's not good enough mm-hmm. the all those things it ain't because we're not trying hard so right we have to hope we see something we have not seen to this point. So if I was if I was the OC, this is what I would do, right? Like I and I've said this before. In order, I think in order for us to have a chance to beat Kentucky Saturday night, okay, we are going to have to have fifteen to twelve or twelve to fifteen to twenty play drive, right? Fifteen if to twenty can, play drive. If possible, yes. I don't know if doing the 20 plays is possible, but I know doing 15 is possible because I've I've seen people do it. Hang on to the football by any means necessary, okay? Because I do believe Kentucky is overrated, okay? Kentucky is overrated. To an extent, Kentucky is overrated. Hmm. Do I I hope and pray that we go into Kroger Field and kick Kentucky's ass? Yeah, I do. But like you said, the last, what? Eight at, or seven out of the last, or eight or eight out of the what last nine or whatever. All right, I don't know. Seven of the last eight. Yeah, seven of the last eight. Yeah, seven out of the last eight times Kentucky mm. has beaten us. Okay, now I can handle losing to Kentucky in basketball or any other sport for that matter. Okay, but I cannot handle. And like you said, most of the fans, they can't handle losing to Kentucky in football. They just can't. Right? I can handle losing to them in basketball because obviously. Kentucky is an absolute blue blood in in men's basketball. Okay, I can handle it if we lose to them in, in that sport, but losing to them in football, uh, uh-uh. uh, uncalled for. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, miss the days whenever I could look at that Kentucky game and go, "That's a dub." It's been a long now, time. I'm honestly yeah. a little scared. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I and I think, uh, I mean, I said it all summer long, and I'll say it again. You, you really, as a Gamecock fan, you need to take a step back and, and tip your cap to Kentucky. They're, they're not a shoe in win anymore. Uh, this is not the Kentucky right. of old. They are, they are. I mean, I mean, again, they they beat you Saturday, and they're favored to beat you. Ten and a half is the line. We're gonna have to have a very well, I, real. I, just, I looked at it. Before, it's it's before a very. We're gonna have to have a very real conversation. We're going to have to have some very honest conversations early next week um, about right. just the state of Carolina football. And, 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 and listen, I, I might, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hurt some feelings probably if it happens, if it happens. Now, again, we might come, Hey, we might come out this weekend and these past two games have helped us immensely. And we just look like a different team and mm-hmm. we're confident and we're well-rested and we've got a, right. we've got a, a great plan together. That may happen. That may happen. Let's, let's make sure mm-hmm. there's, there's, I want to say there's just as good a chance as that happening, but uh, 
this is not the Kentucky of old. And I, I just – I said it no. over the summer and I'll say it again, and this is the reality I think right now, that if they beat you Saturday, they have passed you as a football program. And you can't really argue otherwise. You just you can't agree. do it. You can't do it. I you are down there with Mizzou and Vandy. And, damn it, if you don't beat Mizzou, exactly. they, pa- they might have shocked. passed you too. You've lost three in a row to them. So, right. you, if you want respect, if I you want that. respect, go win. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Respect is earned, not given, as I like to say. And I was shocked at the final score in the Georgia game. I was shocked. Because whenever I saw that Georgia was playing Mizzou, I was like, well, Mizzou's probably going to get their butt kicked by 40. And then all of a sudden, I look up, and it's a one-score game nearing nearing the very end of the fourth quarter. And I'm like, oh, crap. But, like I also say, a blind squirrel sometimes finds the nut occasionally, okay? And by some, somehow, Missouri played very well against Georgia. Plus, they also – Georgia didn't play their best game, but they showed up when it mattered, and they won the football game. Indeed. Yep, indeed. And so. also, I wanted to let you know, Thursday, I will give you my prediction because, like I told you uh, last earlier this past week, I won't be able to call in Friday. So, Thursday, I will give you my prediction hmm. for the Kentucky game. So, I got you. Robbie, great stuff. I'm looking forward to your prediction. It's going to be a fun week. Uh, always is, and you got a big and game. You have a coming. safe trip, by the way, to your sister's wedding. I appreciate that. All right, bud. You have a good rest of your day, okay? Yeah, man. Take care, Robbie. Appreciate you. Great stuff from Robbie Davis. Yeah, I mean, again, it's uh, it's a huge week, man. This is the to date, to date, right? And I'm not trying to overreact and and overplay how big the game is. And hey, listen, I said in this over the summer, this is not the most important game of the season. Mizzou is, and the reason I said that is again, I even say it right now. You can lose to Kentucky and still find a way to get to six wins, right? A&M looks very beatable. Florida looks beatable. You never know when Tennessee comes to Willie V, right? So as long as you beat Mizzou and Vandy, you need one more to get to six. You can get to six, but if you lose to Mizzou, just throw it out. Here we go. Let's jump to the phone line. Except. Chase, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, Chris? Just hanging out, man. What's up? Um, you know, there's not – you know, I really have, like, this hatred for Satterfield, man. It's like, you know, you look at all these other teams and, you know, what are they talking about in their podcasts or whatever? Or what are the fans talking about in the message boards? And it feels like, you know, they have a lot of different things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And every week it feels like we're talking about the same thing. It's, it feels like there's nothing to talk about. It feels like every time I call in, it's like I want to call in and talk about something different, mm. but it's the same topic. It's about swing passes and, you know, how stale our offenses and, you know, the lack, all this talent we brought in and, you know, it's not getting utilized. Mm. And I, I'm just, as a Gamecock fan, you know, week by week by week, it's the same story. And at least, you know, Georgia has something different to talk about this week. They almost got upset by Missouri. 
And uh, frankly, you know, the way Mizzou played, if they're that aggressive and physical against us, I'd, I'd say five and seven, four and eight seasons on the table. Well, and, and I think, too, Chase, where that comes from, and that's why I'm so glad we're playing Kentucky this week, is, you know, as, as fun as it is to beat up on Charlotte and SC State, you just get nothing from it. I mean, it's, just, you, you, it's hard to change the conversation, right? Because we don't want to look like fools and be, you know, saying, well, all of a sudden now we're, we're, we're a running team because we did this and this against Charlotte. You know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm really happy that we play an opponent this weekend where we'll be able to actually draw conclusions from the game you know, at least in the short term. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, man. It's, it's you know, Marcus Satterfield, unfortunately, is, is guilty until proven otherwise. And, and I've made the point very clear, man, that, you know, I, I've, I feel like I've exerted as much patience as possible. I was understanding after the season last year, you know, I blamed personnel. I put it all on personnel. Even though I didn't love the scheme at times, I thought, you know what, with the quarterback situation and the O-line's not as good as everybody think it is, thinks it is, I gave Satterfield the benefit of the doubt, right? And I at least was willing to yeah. be open-minded to the thought that he could turn it around. A lot of folks weren't. I was open-minded to the thought he could turn it around. And I still want to be, but this is the game. This is the game. And you've had extra time to get ready. Like, the, the whole, like, well, they just need more time. No, they don't. You've had spring ball. You've had summer. You've had fall camp. You've had five games. And going into this game, you'll have had extra time to get ready. If the offense doesn't click Saturday, oh, yeah. and hey, you're not playing Georgia on Saturday. You're not playing Alabama. You're not playing the best defense in the country. I mean, give Kentucky credit. They've got quality players. They've got fantastic linebackers. I know one of their starting guys is out. But they've got quality guys on defense. But you're playing a defense that's, you know, a quality team could have success against them. If, if you lay an egg, if it's the same old, same old, boring, just – and you look putrid offensively, I'm out. I'm I, I'm completely out. The fire Satterfield train will really get rolling. I mean, it will re- – because it's just – at you that gotta, point, you know. At that point, you just know. At that point, you know. You got a fire – you got a sweaty walking outside fire Satterfield video coming out if we score under 20. Well, I, I'll be at a wedding, so I, I don't know about all that, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, believe it or not, I don't script those things. Um, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I just oh, – I, I, I know you did it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just – yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, I've said it, yeah. If, if we look putrid offensively Saturday night, I'll, I'll be done. The fire sat merch will be coming. That'll be the end of it. Until proven otherwise, I, I just – and, I, and I, like, there's a part of me that, that I hate to do it because there's so much football left to be played. But at some point, you just are who you are. And I, I, we said it all summer long. We said it all summer long. Uh, you know, you, you traded in a beat-up hoopty for the Ferrari. You, 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 you've got all these pieces. You add it. I understand there's still deficiencies. I understand there's still problems. But you knew the O-line could be a deficiency. You know football. You watch this team. You know your offensive line's not great. You know at least they could be a problem. How long can we ride that excuse? I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm hoping we go out there and score 40 and win. I, I, I would like the rest of this season to be fun and enjoyable and not for it to be therapy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every single day. I, I'd, I'd prefer that to be the case. So... Uh, but it, it's it's put up or shut up for the entire football team, and that includes Marcus Satterfield. Yeah, you just we, we got to see something, man. We got to see something. Yeah, it, 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 
it blows my mind every year Kentucky's got some wild running back in their backfield. I swear every year they just really, they find some crazy running back that's going to go first round in the NFL to replace the next guy. What was it, Benny Snell, and then there was um, a guy before him, and then uh, I forget who he was, and then, you know, now Rodriguez. Yeah, no, Rodriguez um, is a good player. I mean, it's it's – you know, how will our defense fare, right? We, we, we all want to talk offense. We all want to talk Satterfield. How's the defense fare? Can we stop the run, right? I mean, that's what Kentucky's going to do. They're going to run the football. They're going to run the football. Um, we'll see, man. It, it's, 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 a, it, it's a tough game to predict because, well, it, it's not, but it's like you have your – you know, my garnet and black blood pumping. So it's like you you want to believe you're going to see something different, right? We, we all do. But, like, if we're really honest with ourselves and we just kind of go off of what we know. I mean, if you want to pick the Gamecocks to get the win, right? And I'm not saying I'm not doing that. I don't know what I'm picking. I, I feel so conflicted oh, I, right I, now. I would not. I would not. Yeah. Right, right. But I, I feel so conflicted right now. I, I'm not locking in. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not locking in anything today. But if you are picking the Gamecocks to win, Good on you, but you're going against all logic and reasoning. Pretty much. I mean, there's not many reasons to pick South Carolina to win the football game. A lot of reasons to pick Kentucky. A lot of reasons to pick Kentucky. Very few reasons to pick South Carolina. That doesn't mean they won't win, but, yeah, I, I just – can you run the ball like you've been doing? Can you stop the run? Can, can, you, can, you, can you put together an offensive game plan that is going to give you the best chance to win? Maybe, but we, we need to see it against a quality opponent. That's the biggest thing. We need to see it against a quality opponent. Yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, it's just Satterfield makes Gamecock offense and football in general stale. He, yeah. I mean, he genuinely, like, I, I watched South Carolina State, you know, I really thought about, you know, when we played Coastal in uh, 2013, granted, we had an amazing roster back then, and um but, I mean, Coastal was undefeated in the FCS, and they're, you know, some, you know, one could say they're comparable to, you know, their FCS level now. And, I mean, we dropped 70 on them. Hmm. And we had we had half we had half that game we had backups in. And it's like, where is that in, in South Carolina State in comparison to Coastal at that time was is an FCS Division three opponent. No disrespect to South Carolina State, but they're just, I mean – I mean, they're just not – they're nothing special. It's just – I mean, it's a matter of truth. You know, they're not – they're not as talented. You know, they're dogs. They go out, they play, and, you know, they're an HBCU school. But, mm. I mean, that's the team we should we should drop 60-plus on. Yeah. No, I, I understand, man. It yeah. has not – it has not looked the way – that's what's so intriguing. It just It just hasn't looked the way I think we all expected it to. Even in games against Charlotte and SC State, it wasn't quite as easy as you would have liked. So, hey, this Saturday, what I love about this game, this is this is for both sides. This is a huge game for both sides. This is a huge game in regards to finding out who you really are. You know? I mean, because who is Kentucky? They've beaten Florida on the road who, I mean, how quality of a win, you know, how good of a win was it? I mean, it's better than any win we got, but, I mean, how good of a win was it really? Lost to Ole Miss. Right. You know, they, 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 in games against Youngstown State, you know, they're averaging 2.9 yards per carry. So, 
How much do we really know about Kentucky either? I, you know, oh, yeah. I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not just trying to discredit them, but we're going to find out a lot about both sides. Both sides have a lot to prove. Hey, uh, you know, because, hey, hey on one hand, this could be Kentucky's bounce back. On the other, they could be frauds. K- Kentucky could be exposed. We could, we could be one of those teams that helps expose Kentucky for not being nearly as good as anybody thought they were. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris, hot take. Um, I like the white, white garnet. The white, white garnet. Yeah, the uniform? Uh, white. So, yeah. White helmet, white jersey, garnet pants. It. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm game with it. I I don't I, hate it. I mean, I thought it was just a distinct look Spurrier would pull out when we would play some opponents. It was kind of nice to look at sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, no, I like it. I, I like white white garnet. I mean, I think stormtroopers are elite, but I like. Uh, no, I, I like I like white white garnet. I'm not I'm not opposed to white white garnet. Well, that's all for me today, man. Uh, I, I'm sure Bree is chomping at the bit right now, man. I want him to get, you know, his analysis. I want to hear all about it. So, um, I'm going to let you go, Chris. Chase, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call, man. Calling anytime. Really, really good stuff from our friend Chase Orvin. Chase Orvin of the Big Cock Club, by the way. Appreciate Chase. Um, Austin says, hot take. Beamer's seat starts to get warm if we only win one SEC game this year. You know, I think that's Austin damn near any coach. I mean, if you don't win. If you don't win, you know, it, 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 the pressure heats up. I, I, I don't know about heating up in the sense of really questioning his job status or anything. But, uh, you know, uh, again, guys, what's, what's so intriguing here, what's so intriguing here on this Monday is that I just feel so conflicted. Because, again, we're exactly where I picked us to be through five weeks. We're three and two. Exactly where I picked us to be. Some of the scores have been eerily similar to what I picked in the preseason, but it just doesn't feel quite what I thought it would. Here we go. <laughs> Bree, what's up? How are you? Oh, my God. You have no idea how hilarious that was. I'm sitting on my dock fishing, just listening to the show, not calling in. And here goes Chase. I bet Bree's calling in. I was going to wait. <laughs> how are you today, Chris? I'm doing well. Doing well. Just uh, getting the week kicked <laughs> off. So, I appreciate you calling in. All right, Neil. So my hot take, I mean, I tagged you on Twitter. What did you see that I said? You said a couple different things. So just just try to refresh my memory. I, I, okay. I see a lot on Twitter. I apologize. One of, one of the big things, we're, we're still getting like, giving a lot of heat to what we call lateral or horizontal passes. And we're like, swing pass, we swing pass. We... Okay, first of all, there was literally two. I counted two. I have everybody. Guys, I have notes on everything. There was like two passes that I might have qualified as. Uh, swing passes and then eight more that were horizontal passes to like wide receivers on the screen or whatever uh and two halfback screens okay um basically 10 total horizontal passes out of 27 pass plays for spencer rattler you know is that a is that a lot of horizontal passes i don't think so um when you look at it and then you go back and, and on twitter i had highlighted you know out of those 10, how many were audibles from Spencer? Then you go and you listen to, you know, Coach Beamer from Sunday night, and Coach Beamer says, 
man, I was really proud of Spencer. He's really getting our audibles down. He audible to the run when he needed to. He audible to the, he said, do you think that we wanted it? He said, he said, do you think that all those horizontal pass plays were designed passes? Like they weren't supposed to go there. Spencer read the coverage. So there's a wide receiver screen over there. Let's hit that. He switched over to those He switched over to those plays because I think, man, these guys were sitting back. I think Charlotte and SE State were going, well, they don't want they want everybody to see Spencer's arm this game. So they didn't they didn't play for, you know, defending the unders. And Spencer learned what he needed to. Once again, that game management skill was the biggest thing Spencer needed to work on. Calling to the right audibles at the right time. And it goes all the way back, man, I'm telling you, and I've been trying to tell everybody since Georgia State. We didn't play well against Georgia State because our quarterback simply wasn't ready, man. He was making bad reads. Beamer hinted to it then. And nobody's really listened to that. Everybody's going to blame Satterfield. It's all Satterfield, 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 Satterfield. And I'm like, man, just listen to even what Beamer's saying. Nobody wants to throw Spencer under the bus, but they were hinting the things. And if I, since since Georgia State, I've, I've seen those things, and I've seen the improvements in those things since they were man. Now, the, the audible game's huge, guys. The fact, the fact that Spencer figured out where he's supposed to be checking through the runs, checking these wide receiver screens, reading the coverages, that's only going to pay dividends, guys. I know nobody wants to see the positives. They're like, oh, we, we needed to see more. You know, we wanted to see Spencer throw over 500 yards against SE State and Charlotte. You know, that's what everybody wanted to see. If we didn't hit 500 yards of passing in those games, then we weren't ready. We weren't going to be ready for Kentucky. But that's just not what I was looking for. I, I got what I wanted out of those games. Spencer's accuracy came back up. Spencer quit making mistakes, mm. and Spencer made better reads. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, listen. I, there's a reason I made Spencer Rattler my my MVP um, of the game. I, I thought he I thought he played well. I mean, look, look, here here's a hot take. I don't hate swing passes. I just hate not scoring <laughs> a lot of points against good teams. So if we run. Tw- 50 swing passes Saturday and it works and we score 40 cool I great I, I hope it works you know I I, I just I, I just feel like with guys you know I, I understand where the frustration comes in when you got guys like Jaheim Bell and Wells and Van and Brooks and, and and these guys not seeing more of these shots uh down the field so um I mean, listen, Charlotte and SC State were a lot of fun. We, we, we bullied some people around. We got Marshawn Lloyd. There's a lot of positives to take away from this game. Uh, now we'll find out this weekend. Let's, let's see it against some, some quality competition, right? That, that's, that's, that's what we all want to see. Um, let's see seven go on the road and play well. That's I, I, bottom line. If Spencer Rattler is the guy that I think he is, if Spencer Rattler is the guy I think he is, I said it all summer, I'll repeat myself if I have to, he wins this game. Bottom line, he, he wins this game. I mean, Steven Garcia said, you know, quarterback gets all the glory and all the blame. It just – seven's yeah. got to play well. I, I, it just – seven's well, got to play well. apparently not all the blame because because Satterfield's getting all the blame. Well, so he, he deserves a lot of it. All, all the blame. Yeah, getting... he, he, deserves, <laughs> he deserves a lot of it. You know, he's, he's the one that's behind the wheel of this machine, and it ain't going very fast right now. So, I, you know, and I understand yeah. what the stats say and the numbers say and – Charlotte and SC State were great. They were fun. Let's see it against a quality opponent. Hey, we're having a totally – that's the beauty of this game Saturday. Totally different convo. We go out there and win 38-24. to 24. 
we are having a totally different convo Monday. Totally different. So I, but I, well, I just, here's the other thing, Chris. Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. No, I was just going to say that. Um, anyways, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I don't think you're going to be able to run for 250, 300, whatever. And I, I think just most people believe that you're mm-hmm. going to have to try to stretch the field to, to have a chance to score on Kentucky. I think you need to stretch the field a little bit. I'm not saying go deep every play, but, um, you know, swing passing to death, just it, it, it gets old, man, especially when it gets blown up. It, it's, it just gets old. It just gets old. I think over, overall, if we were running swing passes like Georgia, we're scoring a lot of points, I and mean, that's great and everything. But it's when you're also not scoring a lot of points, again, you're against quality competition and you're struggling. I mean, I think you go back to even Georgia State week one, you score 14 offensive points. You know, maybe this is the breakout game. Maybe it's, it has to be, though. It has to be because it's week six. It's game six. If it's not clicking by now, I doubt it'll click all year. No, that's true, man. I mean, listen, you know, I think the running game is going to have a little bit more success than we realize. Don't forget, they did just, uh, I don't know if you know, the, uh, Jock, was it Jockez Jones or Jock Jones, their, their linebacker, I believe, one of their big playmakers, he went down. And they haven't been great against the run, man. I mean, they haven't been great against the run. Our, if, I think I shared the stats with him. We talked about stats. A lot of people were doing a lot of paper comparisons, you know, before we even got to this point, which was very deceiving because, you know, we played two SEC teams. You know, they had played uh, only one, you know. And so now after week five, when you look on paper, our stats are better than theirs in most team stats areas. And the main thing, the main thing is that from week one to week five, we've progressed in every stat where they were back going backwards in every stat. Uh, I think it's the only, the only stat uh, I have where they had, as far as just major team stats, that they had – had an increase was in their rush game after they got Rodriguez back for one game, which was a little concerning. I will tell you that because for, for it was a pretty decent, uh, it was like a six or seven yard average or 10, something. It was, it was a decent enough chunk to, to notice it to where it was like, Ooh, they, they went up that much with Rodriguez back in, in one game. That's something we'll have to, you know, we'll have to shut that kid down. But Hey man, I think, uh, I think here's what's going to happen potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you said is going to probably play out. I think both defenses are probably going to come in really wanting to shut down each other's runs. And it's going to come down to our two quarterbacks, man. Which one's better? Yeah. I mean, Which I, one I, manages I, their I, offense better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they both mm-hmm. have made mistakes in management this year. And they've both made mistakes. If you go and look at every one of our games these year from game from, from, from week one through, a lot of our games are very comparable. And a lot of mistakes uh, that Spencer has made – Levis has made, but hasn't Levis been there two years already? Uh yeah, Levis has been there. Levis was, yes, Le- yes. Levis Levis was there last there. year, yes. right? Yes. He should know. He yes. should know his offense, right? Yes. He should know his offense. He shouldn't be having the mistakes that Spencer was making. So, I mean, to, to your <laughs> yeah, to, to your to your point, we're spending all week talking about the offense, and deservedly so. And, and I didn't want to quarterback play. Quarterback play um, is at a premium in this game, but also stopping the run. That, that's that's a huge part of this football game, stopping the run. Uh, they've got Rodriguez back. Obviously, he looks really, really good. Um, can we stop the run effectively enough to, uh, you know, to give ourselves a chance? Bree, we're going to jump into a quick break. I got to get a break in. Yep. But, uh, no, I appreciate the call. No, nah, I do I know, that, buddy. I'm going to go back to fishing. Yeah, I'm going back to catch something. <laughs> well, I, I, I hope you have a big day out on the uh, on the pond or lake or what have you. But I, I know we'll talk all week. Looking forward to the game Saturday and uh, appreciate you calling in. 
Great stuff from Bree. Hey, we are going to jump into a quick break, but on the other side, we'll get to more of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls as well. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Let me also put this out there, by the way. I shouldn't have to address stupid shit like this, but I guess I live on social media, so I guess I have to. There is a dude on Twitter that all this morning has been copying, copying and pasting word for word every single tweet for whatever reason. I don't know why that I put up this morning and one of the tweets I put up are as I'm in the middle of that. Here we go. Rebecca, what's going on? How are you? Good. First thing, we need to be happy that we won before, you know, I'll hear a lot of complaining. You know, but I thought I'd tell you that. Yeah. I'm yeah. yeah, I mean, I think everybody's happy we beat Charlotte and SC State. Yeah. Or two. Put your hands up in the air, waving like you don't care. <laughs> you know? Any, any specific reason we should have our hands in the air and wave them like we don't care? Because we won. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying, yeah. I got a damn dentist appointment. I ain't looking forward to it. But that's besides the point. You know what I'm saying? I know what I'm saying. I was supposed to got uh, crowns put on, but the insurance is being bullshit. You have to uh, do x-rays and everything else before you submit them, and then they say yay or nay if you need crowns or not. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that so, don't have nothing to do with football, but I just thought I'd tell you about mm-hmm. it, and I was going to ask you, have you ever found out a plan for the wedding I, I'm I'm, About going, what? I'm I'm going to the wedding and I'm 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 gonna figure it out from there, Rebecca. I'm uh yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna figure it out from there, but I'll be watching the game in some capacity and and we'll uh, we'll make it happen. We'll make it rock. So um like go with John Ross about him saying put the ear pod in one ear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just don't don't turn it up loud where Everybody can hear it in your ear. Right. You know. They won't notice a thing. Right. Yeah. 
I'll have to do that, Rebecca. I, I appreciate the suggestion. And uh, also, I hope the dentist goes well for you, by the way. I appreciate the call. Anyways, let me get back to – I appreciate Rebecca, by the way. We just – we got to keep it moving. Let, let me get back to – this is this is funny. There's a guy on, on – anyways, long story short, there's a guy on Twitter that – I posted a tweet this morning about the Gamecocks record on the – on the road under Shane Beamer, right, 2-15. and 15. I actually posted this stat – and it's almost this exact tweet, though, before the Arkansas game. Gamecocks are 2-15, and 15, right, in the last 17 true road games. Um, they're also 0-5 in SEC road games. Well, I initially posted this tweet this morning about, hmm, what, 9.30, 10 o'clock, something like that. And this guy's been copying and pasting my, my tweets all morning. I have no idea why. You look at his timeline, you can easily see it. Uh, but when I posted my tweet initially, it said 0-4 which was incorrect because we lost to Arkansas. It was 0-5 now. The record's 0-5. So I deleted my initial tweet and copy and pasted, repasted on my timeline with the corrected 0-5 record. He's since gone on his timeline and said, I copied his tweet. and See, Philly's a fraud. Diaz a fraud. And then you got the slap dicks of Twitter who are, who are, who are just foolish enough to believe anything they see on social media that are, you know, piling on and all this nonsense. So, I mean, guys, just it's it's a great lesson for you all. Number one, why move the needle when you can be the needle? Number two, it feels good to be the trending topic of conversation. And number three, just don't believe every slapdick you see on Twitter. That's it. So, I, I shouldn't even have to address it, but you know what? I live on Twitter, so if anybody sees anything, that's why. That's why. So, anyways. <laughs> I, I again, I, I'm not even. I'm gonna let the folks. I'm gonna let the folks on Twitter though. See what's what's more fun on Twitter specifically. See the folks that tune into our content. You guys understand what's going on, but people that are only seeing stuff on Twitter, they they just run with it as fat. It's funnier to let those people run with it as fat. Like there's no point in responding to those people. Just let them run with craziness as fat. So, if you really want to know. That's the deal. The guy copy and pasted my tweet. And then when I corrected my tweet, oh, he said I copied him. And look at C. Philly stealing tweets. Like, if you look at how the tweet's constructed, that's how I tweet. So, it's it's hilarious, man. It, it's hilarious. I hope uh, SC Outsider News got his got his rocks off this morning. Uh, hit him with that block as well. So, it's all good. It is what it is. Man, I, I don't have time for the foolishness. I'm running a, a full-fledged business on this side. So, whatever. Anyways, back to – the commentary, the game, all that good stuff. As I said, the podcast was interesting today. The podcast really served as almost like a Gamecock therapy session for me in a way um, because we had no game to recap or break down or discuss or, or anything like that, right? We didn't have a game to, to break down. So I just kind of gave my random thoughts going into this week. And again, as I said earlier, what, what's so interesting is that we sit exactly where I predicted us to be at this point in the year, three and two overall. You look at some of the scores over the summer and when I picked them in the preseason, they're very similar, right? A lot of my predictions were eerily close. I mean, I had 49 to 10 over the summer against SC State. We won 50 to 10, right? So, I mean, we are where I thought we would be. However, the feeling that I feel right now, and I feel like the feeling amongst the fan base, the overall, 
temperature check and the mood of the fan base, it, it is just so night and day different from what I expected. And I think, again, it all just comes down to the eye test. I, I think when you watch us, and I'd ask any Gamecock fan, when you watch us, do you feel like we're an eight-win team? When you watch us, do you feel like we're a seven-win team? And, and the beauty of this week, guys, you go beat Kentucky, all that goes out the window. All of that, that narrative is completely changed. That's the opportunity you have this weekend. That's the opportunity that you have this weekend. Because I think here's where we stand right now through five games. Here's where we stand. Just throw out Charlotte and South Carolina State, guys. I hate to say it. Just throw them out. They don't even matter, right? Just throw them out when you're evaluating this season. This is where I sit. You've played two SEC games. One of them, Georgia showed you didn't even belong on the same field as them. Arkansas ran rough shot all over you. You made a late comeback, but too little too late. Could not stop the run. You threw all over the worst pass defense or damn near the worst pass defense in college football, right? And then Georgia State, offensively, you looked abysmal. So those are the three games. Those are the three games we have really to base anything off of. Unfortunately, Charlotte and SC State, guys, they don't matter. They just don't matter. They just don't matter. And and for once, I actually agree with Coach Ford because I, I don't think the Arkansas game was ever really in doubt either, right? So the problem is right now, you know what the problem is? The problem is right now, we just don't have a lot to hang our hat on. There there aren't many things we can point to and say, this is why we are a high-quality football team. This is why we're an above-average football team. This is why we're going to beat Kentucky. We just don't have a lot to hang our hat on. What are you going to do? Beat your chest over what you did against SC State? What you going to do, beat your chest over what you did against Charlotte? What you going to do, brag about a close loss to Arkansas that wasn't close, it was a 14-point loss? I mean, what are you going to do? You just don't have a lot to hang your hat on right now. That's the problem. And I think that's why it doesn't feel like I thought it would. Like, I thought when I made my predictions in the preseason, I thought Arkansas was going to be a down-to-the-wire football game. I thought Georgia, at least in the first half, would give them a fight. I, I thought it'd be 21 to 14 or 17 to 10 or something in the first half. I thought we'd have a pulse. I thought Georgia State, we'd move the football damn near at will and, and we'd be able to do some, some really good things and feel comfortable in that game. Not only were we not comfortable, we were losing in the third quarter. So listen. This week serves as a great opportunity. You you got a great opportunity. You can completely change the narrative of this season. The inflection point. That's what I talked about all summer. The inflection point. It's this weekend. It's this weekend. Win this game on Saturday. Find a way to beat Kentucky. Show some life offensively. And the path to 7-5 and is back on. The path to 7-5 and all of a sudden clears up. 
lose to Kentucky, look putrid offensively, more of the same of what we've seen against quality competition, you are staring down the barrel of five and seven. You are staring at not making a bowl game in year two of Shane Beamer. That's the reality of it. That's how important this game is. I'm not saying you can't get to six and six with a loss to Kentucky. I'm not saying that. But it's unlikely. It's unlikely, especially when you watch Mizzou, what they did over the weekend. I know college football is a week-to-week game, but Mizzou ain't going to be no kick-in. And then Vandy, God forbid, they're due against you. Mike Wright, a dynamic quarterback. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So it's, it's it's a huge, 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 huge game. It's a huge game. And then also it's a huge game for the psyche of the fan base, for the psyche of the football program, for SEC East hierarchy. And I thought Brad Crawford, my good friend Brad Crawford, you guys all know him. I thought he put it beautifully. It's a big game because you just realistically cannot justify that South Carolina football is on some sort of positive trajectory if you lose to Kentucky for the eighth time in the last nine years. You just can't do it. And these games are big for Shane Beamer also. These games are big for Shane Beamer. They're huge for Shane Beamer because Shane Beamer's trying to show, hey, things are different now. Things are different with me at the helm. Things will be more of the same if you lose to Kentucky again. I'm, I'm sorry. Above all else is great, man. Love your brothers, great. Love all this. It's great. I care about winning games. That's what we all care about. And again, I'm not saying if you don't beat Kentucky that we should question. I'm not. It's year two, guys. Let him get his players in there. This is a slow build, but it's these type of games. It's these swing games. It's a swing game. I know you're a double digit dog, but we looked at this game in the preseason. It's a swing game. It's a swing game. You need to win these swing games. These swing, and and at minimum, there are no moral victories in this one. But but I tell you guys, if you go out there and lay an egg, you've had extra time to get ready. If you go out there and you start slow, I mean, heads should roll, man. Heads should roll. I, and I'm not saying Beamer, but heads should roll. Guys, I know I've been rambling. Let me get back into your questions here. Um, Lonnie Teasley, by the way, is your offensive line coach currently. I know we had a question about Greg Atkins not back with the team. Lonnie Teasley is, uh, I think he's a graduate assistant. He's an analyst, excuse me. Uh, He spent, let's see, he was the the offensive line coach at North Carolina Central University. Before that, he was at Arkansas Pine Bluff and Tennessee Tech. He also worked with the Baltimore Ravens from 15 to 16. And was the offense an assistant offensive line coach at Temple 2014. So he is your O-line coach now. I think Greg Atkins, and this goes beyond football, man. I think if your health is that big of an issue, I mean, he knows it better than we do, but it might be time to hang it up. Might be time to hang it up. If your health is that big of an issue, it might be time to hang it up. Anyway. Um, guys, we'd love to continue to hear from you. 843. 
seven nine zero. Listen, if y'all, hey, if y'all got questions, if y'all, we, we'll, we'll we'll roll through this last break. I'm 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 feeling it today. We'll roll through the last break. Why not? Again, I appreciate Stephen Garcia taking the time uh, to chat. Some great insight from him. Coach Ford says, in my opinion, if the offense struggles again Saturday, we need to fire Satterfield on Monday. With all the turnover to other schools, top OCs will have options. We need to get our job posting out there. Coach Ford, again, for once, you and I agree. Um, this is the make-or-break game for Marcus Satterfield. And I feel like I've been as patient as I could possibly be. But you lay an egg this weekend, you look anemic offensively, I'm out. Fire Sat merch will hit the store at latest Sunday afternoon. I'm out on Sat. I, I just, it's game six of year two. You've got a hot shot QB. You added weapons on the outside. You got an offensive line that we talked about all summer that, you know what, they're not an Alito line, but they've got tons of experience. You see what Marshawn Lloyd can do. I understand Kentucky's a quality football team. But they're not the Georgia Bulldogs. They're not Alabama. They're not the 85 Bears. I've tried to be as patient as I possibly can be. Year one, you didn't have the personnel. I gave you the benefit of the doubt. But coming into year two, we talked about it. You traded up that beat-up hoopty for the Ferrari. And if it don't work this year, if it don't work, it's not the car. It's the driver. We need a new driver. So this is the put-up-or-shut-up game. This, this is the game for Marcus Satterfield, at least for me. I know many of you are way ahead of me in regards to the fire sat train, if you will. This is it for me. Aaron, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, man, you know where I'm at. I'm doing pretty good. Is it leg day, my guy? come home this November. Is it leg day, no, my guy? I started out with... I started out with a little bit of squats, but uh, I'm actually hitting the chest today. Like I said, I want to do two leg exercises mm. every day. But then, damn, I mean, your calves looking horrible. Okay. We're going to rewind to the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one question, one question I asked, and I, it might have pissed some people off. But I asked, what was that game... Well, you see, well, have we seen Shane Beamer outcoach the other sideline? And I, we, we were thinking maybe Florida, maybe the Auburn. And uh, I just don't think I haven't seen it yet. But, but again, I'm not anybody. I, I'm not anybody to say, uh, talk about Shane Beamer's coaching ability. But we all know he's learning on the job. Uh, coaching is going to be a big factor in this in this job. Can he outcoach? Can he outcoach Mark Stoops? Is uh, is a question. Hmm. Uh, another another thing is you were right about inflection points. If they win, all kind of doors fly open. But if they lose, do they spiral? You talk about head rolling. Clayton White hasn't done, he hasn't done a really good job all year either. And I'm not saying he, he has a lot more, he has a lot more credibility than uh, 
than uh, Satterfield because he's actually, well, last year you could actually see improvement in the defense from the year before. But I, I knew it was going to be difficult this year because you lost one of your best defensive linemen. You lost your best defensive back. And you lost some quality, well, South Carolina quality depth on the defensive, uh, at the linebacker and, and defensive back and defensive line. So I didn't see an improvement on that anyway. Add on top, you knew it was going to be freaking ridiculous to get 25 turnovers. Mm. It's just, I mean, it's a ton of, this year could be an uphill battle, but I, I just want to, I really want to see Shane Beamer's coaching chops, but it was just a massacre coaching job, and I've yet to see that. Yeah, I mean, you, you need to coach well. <laughs> Bottom line, you need to coach well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you, you need to have the game plan, you know, a, a great game plan in place. There will be no excuse not to have one, man, especially with extra time to get ready. Um, you know, I, I just – I was talking to my buddy about this Saturday night. We were watching, um, the, you know, the Georgia games, the Clemson games, you know, all different types of college football games. And we, we were just making the point, man, that it's like I, I feel like even when we have success – I don't know. It just doesn't look like we, we – I, I want us to come out Saturday and just, like, kind of look like we know what we're doing. I don't know if that even makes sense, but it's like – it just – it's this uneasy feeling, like, almost like when it works, you're surprised. You know what I mean? Like – Well, it does make – it does make sense. And, you know, we've been blaming – we've been blaming Satterfield. But these bad starts aren't just on Satterfield. I mean, he's the, he's the number one whipping boy. Yeah. But when you uh, – these road games, when you look the way – I almost said we. When you look the way, when you look the, way the football team has looked, it's a – that's a bad reflection of the head guy. Not just, not just a, a coordinator. You can't go past the head guy and absolve – I mean, you can't just go to the coordinator and absolve the head guy of responsibility. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to see it, man. We – uh, we know he's here for the we know he's here for the long term. Recruiting has done a has a major uptick. What is it going to look like if we lose this game? We, if they lose this game, what is it going to look like if this season doesn't turn out to be the best season? Yeah, I'm just you know I'm I'm not down. I'm just you know I'm waiting. I want to see I want to see this team step up. And, and play a good game and not, uh, you know, not wait for it to come to them. Go ahead, go and take it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, something's we'll got to, something's, something's got to give, man. So, something has to give. Something uh, has we'll to give. No what's doubt. going on. You have a good day, man. Aaron, I appreciate you, my guy. Crush it today in the gym. All right. Yeah, man. Take man, care. I'm- oh, I might've hung up. I apologize, Aaron. Uh, let's see. We got to jump to the text line real quick. Let's see. If we don't fire Sat soon, the pressure is going to shift to Beamer, and there is going to be shame on him. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's why I said that uh, it's great that you brought him back because the blame is on Sat, not on Beamer yet. Uh, Justin texts in, what are your thoughts on Wisconsin and Colorado football coaches being fired yesterday? <laughs> A lot of pressure to win, man. It's not getting the job done. You pulled the trigger. <laughs> I mean, that's just that, – that's it. That's it. it it's a, it's a uh, high-pressure job. It's a results-oriented business. And if you ain't getting the job done, your ass is grass. So, 
Um, let's see. Guys, we got eight minutes to go. We're going to stay live here. We're not going to take our, our third break. We're going to keep rocking. By the way, by the way, let me highlight this. Uh, I know on the schedule it says that we have a watch party Saturday at Carolina Alehouse in Augusta, Georgia. We will actually not be having that, guys, uh, because I've, I've got the wedding on Saturday and I can't be there. And I talked with the Alehouse folks. and They said, no, no, it's fine. You don't have to throw the party. But I just highly encourage you, no matter where you are, if you're going to leave the house, go watch the Gamecocks. Go to your local Carolina Alehouse. They've got tons of beer on tap, uh, plenty of TVs, great food. Head out to Carolina Alehouse. So, Please be sure to do that and go support. Show love to Alehouse as well. Appreciate them and looking forward to getting back there for our next watch party and our next event. Tylenol says, who would you say you would, or who would you say would be the innermost of Satisfier? Probably uh, Justin Stepp, I would imagine. I mean, that's kind of the first name for me that comes to mind. <clears throat> I'd probably say Justin Stepp. So, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Somebody texts in, what are you benching these days? I don't know, man. I, I ain't done a max in quite a long time. I haven't done a max in quite a long time. So, um, yeah, Sat's contract is up after the season. By the way, guys, go check out the Daily Crow in podcast form. iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast. Also, of course, the podcast for the Spurs Up show dropped this morning, episode 710. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in, rocking with it. Uh, I, I know many of our TDCers also listen to the podcast at 5 a.m. right when it drops, so thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate y'all. Coach Forge, is my face going to be on the fire sat shirt? Not quite, Coach Forge. Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Good guess, though. Justin Martin, Chris, do you see Paul Christ coming to South Carolina as OC? Well, we got to have an opening first, my guys. We got to have an opening first. We got to have an opening first. Um, but again, this, this is a huge one, as I said before, the inflection point. The season's going to go one direction or another. And this game's going to tell the tale. I, I, I hate to put it all on Kentucky, but it's just you can't look at your program and say, because I, I think a lot of fans have this inflated view of our program right now. I, I say inflated view, but if you don't beat Kentucky, that, 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 that has to go to the wayside. I will tell you this. And we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Actually, I, I won't say what I was going to say yet. I won't say it yet. Because you just, you know, the beautiful thing is you never know. We, we might beat Kentucky. We might beat A&M, guys. We might be sitting here in three weeks, this exact same spot, and we're 5-2. and two. And, and all of a sudden, the season looks completely different. I mean, you never know. You just never know. But it starts against Kentucky. It starts in a place, guys, you have not won in Lexington in a decade. You realize that? You haven't beaten Kentucky in Lexington in a decade. And here's the thing. I'm not trying to crown Kentucky as some great football team. I don't think they're all that good. I just don't know what we are. That's the problem. I think Kentucky at 13 is still overrated. But I just don't know what we are. A quality football team will beat the Kentucky Wildcats. But are we a quality football team? That's my question. And that's the question I don't have the answer to right now. Anyways, you guys want to squeeze in a call, 843-790-3377. So, Travi, I think you, Travi, I think you just have to give credit to Kentucky, man. I think you have to give them credit. I, I, I know you don't want to, 
I know nobody wants to, but you have to. You don't have a choice. You just look like an ignorant fool if you don't because of the fact how they've beaten you. Jesse Jacobs says he hasn't proven anything talking about Justin Steph. He can't recruit any receivers out of high school. So what would he do as OC? Well, I mean, Jesse, if you fire Satterfield, I mean, you're not making Step the permanent OC, but somebody's got to call plays. Who else is going to call plays? Ontario Hardesty? Lonnie Teasley? Beamer himself? I mean, I don't know. Jody Wright, he going to call plays? I mean, it's just going to be a fill-in. That's all it's going to be. Hunter Johnson, if we win the next two games, do we find ourselves in the top 25? I don't know. No, we don't. I don't think so. Nah, I, it, no, no. No. Because I think a and is about to get beat like a drum this weekend. And, I mean, they're... I mean, heck, that's that's going to be a huge game, guys, because it's at home. That's that's going to be a winnable game. All of a sudden, that turns into a winnable game. But feelings going in that A&M game kind of hinge on what happens this weekend. It, it, it's, like I said, I'm, I'm really, as much fun as beating up on CLT and SC State where I'm, I'm really happy we play a team this weekend with a pulse that we can really take things away from the game. Charlotte and SC State, fun. You can't take anything away. That's why we have to overanalyze them. Because you can't take anything. You have to take it all with a grain of salt. Now we get back into games that matter. Now we get back into games that will tell us something. Going to tell us a lot about Kentucky, too. Maybe they're a fraud. Maybe they're a poser. And maybe we can help expose that. That's what we all hope. And like I said earlier, a quality football team will beat Kentucky. I just don't know if we're a quality football team. I don't have the answer to that question yet. We will find out a lot on Saturday night. Courtney Washington said, Chris, I think you're underestimating Kentucky. I don't think I am. I don't think they're the 13th ranked team in the country. I I mean, I'm not saying they're a terrible football team, Courtney, by any means. But I don't think they're the 13th best team in the country. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I'm just saying they're not some... Oh, my God. That's not some daunting task. I'm not trying to, you know, not. I'm, I'm not even saying it in a disrespectful manner. I just, I don't think they're the 13th best team in the country. Maybe, may, hey, maybe they are. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll run all over us and we'll have no answer. But, again, if we start slow and, and we lay an egg and we see a lot of the same things we've seen, I mean, heads should roll, man. Heads should roll. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for not having your best. There's, let me put it this way, as we get out of here. There's no excuse for not putting your best foot forward this weekend. None. You had extra time to get ready. You had extra time to prepare. You had extra time to rest up. There's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse. And there's no moral victories either. You either win this game and it's success or you lose and it's failure. And it's the inflection point of this season one way or another. Guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. And you love it, sport. Dave, hey, I know Dave will be quick. We'll get him in here real fast. Dave, what's up, man? Hey, man, real quick because I know you're up against it. Does 
Wisconsin firing their coach have any impact on another school making a, a change at offensive coordinator midseason now? I'll take it off the air. Hope you have a good day, my friend. Dave, you're the man. Appreciate it. Also, I think uh, not just that, Dave, but Wisconsin fires their coach. Colorado fires their coach. Scott Frost is already gone. I think it ramps up the pressure because it just shows, hey, if a change is needed. I mean, that's firing your head coach. It ain't nothing to fire an OC. Now, do I think Beamer will do that? I don't know. I don't know that he will. And, hey, Sat's contract is up end of season, so maybe they just let it ride out. But it does show if a change is needed, no shame in doing it. No shame in doing it. Guys, again, we've hit 2 o'clock. Like Dave said, we are up against that. I appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Check out the podcast that dropped this morning. Stay tuned to all the content. Just know the beauty's in the banter. The beauty's in the banter. And uh, we're primed for a hell of a week, man. Appreciate you all. Thank you all so much. Have a fantastic rest of your Monday. And we will talk to you tomorrow.